USAA is proudly celebrating 100 years of serving the military community. It was a group of soldiers who launched USAA in 1922 by joining together to insure each other's vehicles when no one else would. Since then, USAA has grown to more than 13 million members strong. And through it all, one thing has remained. USAA is still serving the military community and their families. Find out more at USAA.com 100. Today on Veterans Voice, author of Professional Durability, Anthony Perez joins host Chris Lee to talk about personal experiences and life's lessons. Plus, hear from Optum Colorado's Dr. Robison and Dr. Abbott with an important and timely message regarding Medicare open enrollment and how you can get more from your health care with Optum. It's up next, so stay tuned. And hot! Welcome to the Veterans Voice, presented by USAA. Veterans Voice is a service of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center, originating from the Optum Podcast Studio in partnership with podcast channel sponsor, Medicare Mentors, technology partner, Colorado Computer Support, and supporting partner, the WireNut Home Services. Welcome back, everybody, to Veterans Voice. I am Chris Lee, stepping in for Paul Watson today. Uh, today, we got a pretty cool show. Um, up first is Anthony Perez, a Navy veteran and motivational speaker, consultant, and author of Professional Durability, followed by Dr. Robison and Dr. Abbott with Optum in Colorado. Up next, we have Anthony Perez, a Navy veteran who now serves his community both locally and nationally as a consultant focusing on corporate culture and workplace environment. Anthony, welcome. Thanks for being here. Uh, well, well, thank you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about yourself, um, a little bit of your history, what, what got you to where you are now. Sure. Uh, uh, Navy, like you said, I uh, uh, did about almost 10 years in the Navy, uh, started out on a carrier, ended up in P3s. Logged a lot of hours, <laughs> uh, slept in the back of the plane a lot, right? <laughs> um, but when I got out, I got into financial services, and I, I had some great mentors around me that really taught me how to show up uh, about what, you know, it really taught me all the, I, I didn't have a, a lot growing up. I didn't really learn about sales or, mm -hmm. or connecting or communication, and, and they really helped me not only be a great person in business, but they're examples of what a great man looks like, a great father, right? right? right. And um, for about 12 years, I was in financial services and moved back to Chicago when we adopted our son. And uh, the market crashed, and I said, I like helping people. Mm -hmm. You know, I like doing training. I found uh, emotional intelligence uh, with the Chicago Public Schools, and I started just, I started success as a language, and I started doing speaking and trainings with law enforcement, schools, teaching the importance of emotional intelligence and how it uh, applies and improves our, our lives. And that was uh, about 2010, I started consulting. And then I moved here in about 2013, just you know, continuing my work in the community. Started Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, you know, sitting on different boards, just trying to advance, uh, advocate small minority businesses mm -hmm. and help our community uh, you know, just move in the right direction and achieve um, you know, equity, um, good things. Right? <laughs> right, I right, try to right. do my part. <laughs> That's great. Uh, yeah. Well, you brought with you uh, the book that you've authored, Professional Durability. Will you tell me a little bit about the inspiration behind that? What What inspired you to write a book, and why this book particularly? I think. Well, one, it's you know, looking back, it's really my journey. Mm. How Anthony Perez 
became Anthony Perez. I guess there's a lot of times over you know different seasons in our lives, right, mm-hmm. where people have been like, you know, you should write a book. You know, <laughs> right. you should write a book. Right. And I remember I, I had a gentleman I was with in Chicago, and I go, I, you know, I don't know how to write a book. I, mean, I, don't, I don't, you know, he's like, listen, how many workshops have you done? How right. many PowerPoints have you done? I said, I got like 10 different workshops. He goes, that's 10 chapters. That's 10 books, man, right? Like if you talk for 30 minutes, that's a book. Right. And he, over a cup of coffee, kind of showed me some things. I'm like, you know, and I started really thinking. And, you know, I'll tell you, um, you know, there's that, there's that God thing. Yeah. I always talk about like, you know, there, there's the socially acceptable career path, right? Then there's the one where, hey, you know, I'm just doing this to make money. I'm not going. <laughs> and then right. there's that God-given lane. Sometimes you got to go through it. And I knew my God-given talent was to give back, to mm. teach, to share. And I really was like, I woke up one day like, you know what? Yeah. Okay. And the chapters just kind of came to me. They just like, I, I kind of, I went through and I got on a, on a fast track. I got like five chapters out, yeah. you know, but then I got distracted, mm. started some businesses and, uh, you know, the pandemic was not a good thing um, <laughs> right. at all. But the, the one benefit for me was I was like, well, I got some time on my hands, you <laughs> yeah. know, and uh, finished the book. But the book's really um, a no-nonsense leadership book. I tell a lot of stories. You know, I'm, I'm good at I observe something, I experience something, and then how to, what's the life lesson out of that, right? right? right. Um, it's a journey of how I got where I am, um, good, bad, ugly, mm-hmm. what I learned from it. I think it's a great tool for someone transitioning, like a veteran, like transitioning, Um, into the civilian, the workplace, um, whether it be entrepreneur or what have you, a college student, you know, somebody that's kind of stuck or just a different take. Um, There's some activities and like little, you know, stop, think about it, reflect. So I try to really make it something that's interactive, right? So, hey, read, pause, reflect, and then um, so, so you can identify what the lesson is and take it with you, I guess, is my point. That's great. You mentioned that, that you included several of your own stories. What do you think is a, a particularly impactful story from the, from the book that you'd be willing to share? Well, there's one where, uh, well, there's one chapter about trust. It says mm-hmm. trust is universal, trust is foundational, trust is a Right. <laughs> and and the reality is that, you know, when you put yourself out there, you're going to be disappointed. I always tell people that, you know, as a leader, you're you know, you're in the people business, regardless yeah. what your industry is. Right. right? right. And in the people business, there's, there's two guarantees, reward and disappointment. Mm-hmm. And it's our job as a leader to figure out how do I increase my reward and minimize my disappointment? So. Mm-hmm. The, tr- the book about trust is just talking about how to, how to maintain trust. And when someone violates your trust, what are you supposed to do, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, a, there's a chapter about superpowers where I focus on we need to focus more on developing our intangible qualities on the inside. We get so focused on, you know, look at my certificate and look at right. this and all these tangible things which are great. But, you know, we need to take time to figure out what our intangible superpower is that sometimes we just go, oh, shucks, it's just my thing. Like I just do, you know, like people say, oh, you know, what's your super, connecting with people, getting right. up and speaking, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there's, I, I use examples like uh, there's a there's a young lady, uh, uh, she owns Streetcar 520, the owner, Ari. Oh, okay. Her, yeah. her thing is she hugs people, right? Yeah. And like if you ever meet her, I feel like it's like a 30 second hug and I yeah. talk about how funny it is watching people like, they're like, okay, that's great. Oh, we're still doing this. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a chapter where I talk about just improving my bench press mm-hmm. and, and the process. But through it, there's a story of a guy that I see, and every gym has the person with the jams, and they've got the, yeah. the wraps and the belt, and they've got <laughs> all the tools. And, like, he doesn't really even focus on working out. You mm-hmm. know, it's what, and, I, and, I, and, and what I'll do is I, the metaphor 
that's like us in our personal and professional development. Right. Right. Hey, right. I'm gonna. T- I've got this 12, 12 step course or five steps for this and three of this, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm doing all this stuff, and I got all of these things, but we're not really focusing on the two or three things that we really need to do. Right. And you, we're just kind of spinning. You know, you're, you're that person just walking around the gym. You yeah. got all this stuff, but you're not really doing anything to improve mm. your life. Right. Right. It's almost the the difference between being busy and being productive. Correct. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's great. How did you come up with the title "Professional Durability"? <laughs> Honestly, it was one of those early morning things. I'm I'm from Chicago. The Cubs were running for the Super <laughs> World Series. All you right. know, back uh, what it was a 15. I just started thinking to myself in the morning, you know, taking some time. Like I don't know, they signed the the Chapman, the closer, for like a s- ridiculous amount of money for four months, right? Right. right. And I started thinking about, you know, what makes one player better than the other player, and it's not their athletic ability. They're professionals, right? Mm-hmm. They could run. They can jump. They can, right? That's not the question. Uh, they're equal as, uh, as an athlete. What makes them different is their athletic durability, right? Mm-hmm. And I started thinking about, like, uh, there's a quarterback from Oklahoma, flew out both knees. You know, Heisman, he won the Heisman. Right. Just couldn't, you know, couldn't stay healthy enough to perform Mm -hmm. and I was thinking well if that's true then how does that translate in our personal and professional life Mm -hmm. well you know we all have professional ability right we know how to show up you know how to take notes how to you know how to do the job right Right. we all can learn and do different things we can figure out excel if you have to right (laughs) but what separates well 80 70 80 percent of employees are disengaged burnt out and stressed Mm. business is changing left and right right not to mention you know we got stuff going on in our personal lives in our professional life the unknown all that so how do you excel well well when you're stressed and the pressure and the unknown and all those things well it's not about your your professional ability it's about your professional durability to get through those storms, those constant storms that are are, are upon us, that are uh, impacting our, our lives, whether it's a pandemic <laughs> right, right. or your company just got bought out. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, what does this mean for me, right? How would you recommend somebody avoid that burnout, avoid that um, that sense of like they, they just can't go on anymore, either professionally or personally? That's why I'm a big fan of emotional intelligence, right? Mm-hmm. Emotional mm-hmm. intelligence is allowing you to understand your self-awareness, right? Increasing your self-awareness and your self-management, knowing what your tendency are what makes you mad what makes you sad what makes you glad right Mm -hmm. um but then understanding what your tendencies are when you're interacting in those situations right i see yeah um social awareness is another pillar where it's about connecting with the other people in the room right right right. to improve your relationship so that for me it's always a step that first you got to be aware right like hey you just said well one you need to be aware that something is off right and then digging because sometimes we could just chalk it up good day bad day true right and then you kick it the can down the street Mm-hmm. Six months later, right, and you're not really coming to terms or we're not really underlying. Like when I go through and I'm in a funk, you know, it's like, okay, what is it really? What what really? And usually it's Anthony's not doing what Anthony needs Anthony to do right, right, to achieve right. what Anthony wants. Yeah. Right. Whether that's um, being a good person in a relationship, you know, in my professional life, serving my clients, serving my employees. It's usually that. So so then why 
why is Anthony not right? Oh, yeah. I'm being distracted because of it, right? I start going down the rabbit hole. Sure, yeah. uh, it's about understanding your internal dialogue, right? Mm-hmm. Talking with yourself, talk through, and then once you kind of get there, being humble enough to say, you know, like like we were talking about, it's it's important to look inward, right? Yeah, What's absolutely. going on? Absolutely. What's really going on? Yeah. Then you want to look outward, right? I I went through something the last week and a half where I started talking to six, seven, eight people. Some I haven't talked in twelve years, and you know, not only did I need them, but I just got off the phone with them. He's going through something. Sure. Yeah. And and I, you know, and and I realized that was God's plan, right? Mm-hmm. So, yay, man, you know, you look inward, you look outward, but man, I'll tell you, if somebody's in that place, they they need to get on their knees and start looking upward yeah. and and yeah. remember to do that. Yeah, that's that's great perspective. And and I love what you said about kind of that self-assessment, that that <laughs> that self-reflection. It's something I, I try to teach folks I work with as well, is like taking a, a good hard look at oneself is is pretty vital to figure out either what's bad or what's good and what's working, what's not working. How would you recommend somebody really develop that skill? Because I, I think it's a skill that can be developed and fine-tuned and, and improved on. Some people might not be very good at it at first. Well, one, uh, vulnerability and humility are, are key components mm-hmm. to that. That's that's the start, right? Mm-hmm. You have to be able to say, okay, if I'm going to be upfront and honest with myself about what's what's going on with me, why I struggle in relationships or interacting with people. You know, I used to always joke, you know, you could read all these books and you could do all this stuff, and, and at the end of the day, if, if you're still the jerk and people are avoiding you, there's one common denominator. Exactly. Right? Right? It's you, <laughs> yeah. right? So yeah. it starts with you just being op- open and honest and vulnerable and humble to say, you know what, either getting mentor, counseling, whatever, but just to figure out, okay, you know, it's been 20, 30, 40 years. I'm not getting the outcome I want. Mm-hmm. But you got to be really serious about making some changes first. Right. You, know, right. you, you it's not as easy as hey, I read a book and hey, woo, I'm good. It's, yeah. it's you can't go to the gym for a week and and you're good for 20 years, right? It, right. You got, it's it's habits, is what I'm saying. It becomes a lifestyle, like right? A practice, yeah. No, I, I love that. Tell me, in addition to being an author. Uh, what other things do you enjoy most uh, in, in regards to professional life and uh, maybe even personal life? You know, um, I really like sharing with people, just helping increase their awareness to new concepts, different ideas. You know, I I, I remember raising my son, and, and he, there was a day where I was like, I realized I was really on him. And mm-hmm. I was just, and I'm like, listen, man, you, you, you see what I deal with every day yeah. and I'm, how I'm let down and I'm disappointed by people. Not, it's not their intention. It's just, it just is. Sure. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm trying to help you and develop you so that you're not that person, that you're an asset in this world, not a liability. Right. And I guess the gift for me was when he first got his, his first job, yeah. he came, we had lunch and he's like, Hey poppy, I got to tell you, I want to say, I'm sorry. And, and I get it now. <laughs> like this, these people aren't doing their job. Yeah. I'm just, like, like he now understood. Right. Um, I like giving back to my community. I like creating change. I like helping people. I like being a, a resource yeah. to somebody, a solution to their problem, mm-hmm. um, creating value. You know, helping them get get connect, um, just to help them. Just you know, I like helping people just get a little better. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. No, that's that's spectacular. Tell me a little bit about the Navy. How much did the Navy influence kind of the direction your life is is headed now? Uh, did it influence the book? Um, there, there. You know, I think in everything you do, you you take 
you know, there's there's cer- certain seasons and experiences. I, I gave a TED talk where I talked about um, I, I went to rescue swimmer school. Okay. Uh, yeah. And um, I'm, I'm I've always been the type of person that I'll volunteer. Yeah. I, yeah. I've always been wired to, uh, as a kid to be like, hey, I want to help. I remember living in an apartment and my neighbors are moving and. I, I did want to just ride up and down the thing. Uh, <laughs> right. I don't know. But I was all about, hey, I want to help you move. It yeah. was just like, I don't know. It just was weird. My mom's always like, well, I don't know where you get this from. <laughs> um, I, I ended up going to rescue swimmer school. And uh, I, uh, to be honest, I was kind of lost. Uh, uh, how I got in, in the Navy was just, it was just not, my mom wasn't in a good relationship. Mm. I felt like she chose the wrong person and not being me. And I joined the Navy right, to get out of the, it wasn't like, ooh, I get this. It was like, just I need to go, yeah. I, something. Yeah. And I was kind, I was insecure about myself. Um, four weeks of getting drowned, and <laughs> you know that kind of teaches you something. But the the big deal was, um, I volunteered to go to rescue swimmer school, and I'm not a good swimmer. <laughs> um, I realized like push-ups and all that all day long, sure, no yeah. problem. Then we got in the pool, and I was okay, but I've never had fins. Okay, yeah. And I got these chicken legs anyway. So <laughs> it was just uh, – and the big thing was I didn't know how to clear my mask. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're like, you need to figure it out. But the, the big thing was where I learned about resilience and focus. Uh, when I left to go to the school, the guy that sent me, I said, you got any, you know, any, any insight? Yeah, yeah. He's like, you'll do fine. You're in good shape. <laughs> and then he stopped. And he goes, oh, by the way, hey, when you're doing the down and backs, make sure you go all the way down to the bottom. Oh, yeah. Okay? Yeah. All the way down. Don't look up. Just just focus. Crawl on the floor. So the first couple times I did that, right? Okay, this is easy. Then they were really cranking on us, mm-hmm. beating us down. And just and then we were doing these and, and mentally fatigued, right? I got fatigued. It affected me emotionally, physically. I didn't get a good grasp of air. Oh, right, yeah. I went down. I went halfway down, and I was starting to go across. And then the pressure, you know, it, it everything. And uh, what happened really was I started looking around. And what I didn't know previously was these guys are struggling. Right. I saw somebody throw up in their mask. They, yeah. they, 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 they were jumping up, gasping for air. And I got in my head. Right, right. A lot of times in life what happens is we get – these distractions in our life, we don't know how to process them. You know what you're supposed to do. You know, I'm supposed to go down to the bottom. The reason why he said that was so I didn't get distracted. Right, right. Because you start seeing that, it starts impacting you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I got up, got air, went down to the bottom like I know I was supposed to do, and I executed the, the drill. Yeah. Um, but it's like little things like that in the Navy. Like I had great experiences being on a carrier, being around the ship, the right. planes, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. still a kid about that. <laughs> uh, but it's also what lessons did you take away that helped me get to the next level? And that that was a big one where it helped me buy into myself mm-hmm. first so that I could believe in myself so others could, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's spectacular. You also do some consulting professionally. Uh, tell me what what's one of the biggest, maybe the biggest struggles you see companies deal with that you help them overcome. 
There's a quote that I reference in the book. It's my culture statement. One, when I talk with the company, hey, you got a vision statement, great, you got a mission statement, what's your culture statement? Mm-hmm. And they kind of look at you like, hmm? Right, right. I go, well, that's what's holding up. That's what supports your vision and mission. That's yeah. what people buy into. Yeah. For me, it's a quote from Vince Lombardi. Uh, that my, uh, my stepdad got me a plaque that I put up on my wall for years, but I didn't read it. <laughs> right, like, like you know, like it, sure. I didn't, it didn't impact me till, yeah. till it did. Uh, it says, uh, individual commitment to a group effort. That's what makes a team work. It's what makes a society work, an organization, uh, civilization. Individual commitment. Where I see a lack is that people don't understand. As a leader, all the way down, right? As a leader to the employee, top down, everyone right. in between. It's you, our job to every day consistently evaluate what's our individual commitment to those we support and serve every day, right? right, right. What, what can I do today to help Chris succeed? What mm-hmm. do I need to start today? What do I need to start tomorrow? What do I need to stop doing? Um, so you can instill that so you have a team where they're constantly evaluating, you know, yeah, what yeah. am I doing to help you, right? right? And a lot of times people say, well, I don't know where I should start. You know, what, what, I don't know what my individual commitment is. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, to answer your question, the biggest problem these days is accountability. Right, your individual yeah. commitment yeah. to yourself is hold yourself accountable to the things you say are important. Be the example. Right, it's very difficult to hold somebody accountable <laughs> when you're not consistent and you're guilty of do as I say, not as I do. Right? right, right. So usually when I go and work with businesses, you know they're like the leader comes in and is like, hey, yeah, here's a check. I want you to come in and fix everything. <laughs> right, right. Okay, yeah, that's. That's that, that's an outcome. That's a goal. Sure. What they don't like is that when I say, well, what we need to do is spend time with you. Yeah. Right? It's like, oh, well, what? <laughs> yeah, like, I need to fix you. We need to sit down and get you on the right page, increase your awareness of how you're a better version of yourself so you can achieve the culture and what you want from your people and from your business. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of times, as we know, s- business owners are so busy working in their business, on their business, the last thing they feel is they, they'll talk about sales and marketing, right? They'll talk about all that stuff but mm-hmm. not talk about, hey, how do I become a better version? Right. Uh, you know, scalability doesn't happen by accident, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. if you're not prepared as the leader to, to retain good quality people and you got a revolving door, scalability is not, a, not, not possible. Right, right. Right. If you got the wrong raw material, you can't build anything. Right. right exactly. So it starts with that individual, and that's where I see a challenge. It's getting better, though. Good. Yeah. 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 We're going to take a, a quick break and have a word from our sponsor. Veterans Voice is produced in the Optum Podcast Studio. Optum Colorado and Mountain View Medical Group, part of Optum, offer 20 clinics throughout the Pikes Peak region. Their primary and specialty care doctors provide quality, patient-centered care backed by Optum's industry-leading health services and technology. Optum is dedicated to helping our community live healthier while keeping care affordable. Visit OptumCare.com Colorado to learn more and schedule your appointment today. When it's time to consider your Medicare options, it's time to talk with Medicare Mentors. Medicare Mentors, powered by Spark, is veteran-owned, a long-standing Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center partner and the Veterans Voice podcast channel provider. More than that, they go above and beyond to make sure that when you need them, they're there lending a helping hand. Medicare mentors powered by Spark, always above and beyond. Visit 
MedicareMentorsLLC.com for more information. And we're back with Anthony. This has actually been an incredibly interesting conversation so far. Um, we, we just talked a little bit about uh, having that that shift in the maybe the boss or the CEO uh, to to change that culture within within a business to to help that scale and help that sustainability and that durability. What has been maybe the the most interesting or difficult uh, challenge that an individual has has been faced with when when having to look in that mirror and and examine oneself? Uh, Well, you know, I kind of alluded to, uh, I had a rough week last week, Saturday night, 28th, you know, the night of Halloween stuff, and uh, it wasn't Anthony's finest hour. And it was interesting, like, the whole day was fine, and it was that, that one hour, right? That one hour can, like, just, right. you're like, wow, everything was fine, but that even maybe 30 minutes. As much as I teach, right? Yeah, your doctors, doctors are the worst patients, right? Right, right, yeah. Um, I got really emotionally hijacked. Um, I didn't really understand why. Um, it was not, a, I was not proud of myself. Um, if you remember, the weather was really, 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 really bad. Oh, that right, night. yeah, yeah. And I made it home. And I woke up, and, uh, and I was like, you know when you know you did something wrong. Yeah. I got in an argument with my girlfriend. It okay. was not good. And uh, I knew I had to apologize. And I knew I had to do the right thing to say I messed up. Right, right. right. And what happened was I drove back downtown, and my car just totally spun out on oh, the wow. highway. I was yeah. like left going sideways, then right, left, right. Like, all the cars around me just kind of stopped. <laughs> right. I took my foot off the gas, and I kind of just held the wheel, like, gingerly. Mm-hmm. And it was very clear to me, Chris, in my spirit, I, I heard, you know, you're not in control of your life. Mm-hmm. I am. And the car corrected itself, and I got to her house. And what happened was we, we talked. I owned up. Mm-hmm. Um, I went home. And that evening, I started thinking to myself, how did you make it home tonight? Like, I... Right. Like, and it was so clear, like, through the grace of God, I realized, hey, man, I've been trying to get a hold of you. Yeah. I've been trying to help you. I put you in a safe spot. I picked you up, and I got you home. You still are not acknowledging that, you know what, you're trying too hard. So I took that car. I realized that the night before, Saturday night, when I was spinning out of control, mm-hmm. instead of taking my foot off the gas— and lifting my hands up and saying, you know, looking for guidance, mm-hmm. I punched it, baby. Oh, wow. Yeah. Right? I just grabbed that, st- and I just kept, and, and what I really started going through was dealing with shame, but more importantly, because I wasn't happy with how I, or what I did, but more importantly, how did I get there? Mm. And I realized just what I was going Right, insecurity, worry, anxious uh, about things that were out of my control because I was trying to solve it instead of just giving it up right. to the Lord and say, "Hey, you know what? This is the path I'm going to go. I'm going to work on it. You know, but I'm going to trust in you." And I started getting, and I think so many times we get stuck in this place of this can-do mentality, right? Which isn't wrong. Uh, so for me, it was a very humbling experience. I called people that that cared about me, and they gave me guidance. Um, people loved me. I was educated. I was made aware. I did a lot of reflection. I was forgiven. And then I was built back up. Right. And I got back on track with the things that I'm supposed to do. I realized that that book, there's a message in there and, and what I went through. There's things in there to help somebody prevent them from spinning out of control right right? Right. you know i shared with you about my friend david Mm -hmm. right like we don't know what storms somebody's going through yeah we don't know where they're at um 
sometimes we don't even realize we're in the storm. <laughs> yeah. And if you can learn some practical tools to help you navigate through there, um, and I could do that for someone, then that's that's the purpose of the book, yeah. right? That, and and to just share my message, like I got disconnected in my spiritual walk, and boy, I got there was a reckoning there, yeah, you know, yeah. and it woke me up, yeah. Um, so, that's incredibly powerful. Uh, thank you for sharing that 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 with us. How can people reach you or find your message or or connect with you? Sure. Um, you know, I'm always happy to, one, um, come in and do corporate trainings where we have a great model that we're working on with companies. So many times people pay for somebody to come in. They come in, they do a lunch and learn, they do a keynote. Sure. They pay somebody, the person talks, does a training for four hours, they <laughs> leave and nothing changes. Right. 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 Um, I like to do, um, a, uh, I call it like culture champions, mm -hmm. right? Come in, take a handful of people, work with them, develop them in the company so right. that training, get them certified so that it, it keeps moving forward. Right, right. You can email me, Anthony Perez at successesalanguage.com. I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, right now we're rebuilding our new website. It's going to be uh, cultureconcepts.com, um, that, uh, soon to come. Um, <laughs> but I'm um, easy to find. I always like talking with people, sharing ideas, uh, see how we can work together yeah. and, and help somebody get better. Yeah, that is incredible. Thank you so much for, for hanging out with us today. Uh, your story is, is pretty phenomenal. Please go check out his book, Professional Durability, Withstanding the Storm of Change. You can find Veterans Voice Podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Plus, you can listen to Veterans Voice every Sunday at 7.30 a.m. on KRDO News Radio. You're listening to The Veterans Voice, presented by USAA in partnership with Optum, Medicare Mentors, Colorado Computer Support, and the WireNet Home Services. American Corporate Partners helps veterans, transitioning service members, and military spouses find their next careers by connecting them for free with America's top companies. Learn more at acp-usa.org. Dr. Robison, Dr. Abbott, welcome. Please introduce yourselves. Hi there. Thank you so much for having us. Well, I'll start. Uh, I'm, I'm Dr. Kendra Robison. I am an internist uh, by background, internal medicine physician, and I've been practicing here in Colorado Springs for 15 years. Um, I'm also our senior medical director for primary care for Optum. Excellent. And I'm Dr. Eric Abbott. I am um, a retired lieutenant colonel, um, actually received medical training uh, through the Air Force and went through military residency and so forth. So I am with Optum now as an associate medical director uh, in primary care with Optum. Perfect. Thank you both for joining me today and uh, thank you for what you do now. Uh, so let's, let's dig into that a little bit. Medicare's annual open enrollment period is happening right now. What do our listeners need to know? I'll take that one, Chris. Uh, so right now is actually a really important time of year uh, because for most Medicare beneficiaries, this is their only chance to make changes to their Medicare coverage for next year. So if you're eligible for Medicare, December 7th is the final day to enroll and find a plan or make changes to your current plan. Perfect. Thank you. Choosing a Medicare plan is one of the most important decisions a person can make, not only for their well-being, but also for their wallet. Any advice you guys can share? 
Yeah, I can take that one, Chris. So the most important thing to remember is there's no one-size-fits-all approach when shopping for coverage. So people should know about the options available to them and what different Medicare plans can offer. The best thing to do is to contact a licensed insurance agent to discuss your options. They work with plan offerings from multiple carriers, including Medicare Advantage, prescription drug plans, and others, and they can discuss your individual health needs and your budget and help find the best plan for you. Let's talk a little bit about where you practice, Optum. While Medicare plans are important, healthcare services are a big part of that. Is that right? Yes, that's correct, Chris. Optum is one of the largest primary and specialty healthcare providers in Colorado, and we've been serving the Pikes Peak region for more than 75 years and offer 20 convenient Optum and Mountain View Medical Group clinic locations throughout the Pikes Peak region. So with Optum, your primary care physician is the leader of your healthcare team, he or she works with other doctors, nurse practitioners, and physician assistants. And this helps to personalize your care. And it also increases the quality time you spend with our clinicians. We try to take the time to fully discuss your medical history and any vital issues that may concern you. So when paired with Optum, the right plan can help you live a healthier life. All right. We're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors, and then we'll get back to the questions. Imagine never having to worry about your information systems ever again. Colorado Computer Support, the exclusive Veterans Voice technology partner meeting all of our computer needs. Colorado Computer Support is veteran-owned. They're your team for innovative, collaborative IT services and solutions to enhance and support your Colorado business. When you need IT services to keep your business going, make sure the Colorado Computer Support team is on your team. Call 719-355-2440. To learn more, that's 719-355-2440. Every season brings a new strain on your home systems. Veterans Voice Partner, the WireNut Home Services, is the company you can count on to handle your heating, cooling, and electrical needs. They're family-owned, proud to employ honest, hardworking Coloradans. When you need plumbing, heating, cooling, or electrical help, the WireNut does that. Call 719 719- 399-5021. That's 719-399-5021. All right, welcome back. We're talking with Dr. Abbott and Dr. Robison. Last question for us today. Uh, uh, Dr. Robison, enrolling in, in Medicare can be confusing for a lot of folks. Uh, what, what final advice can you offer to help make the process, uh, choosing a plan by December 7th, a little easier for folks? Yeah, Chris, you're, you're very right. It can be a very uh, confusing area to navigate. So what I do is I encourage all Medicare beneficiaries to make sure that they're enrolled in a plan that will meet their health and financial needs for the years ahead. You know, just like Dr. Abbott was speaking to, it's really not a one-size-fits-all. You really have to find um, what your individual needs are. And then make sure that you're receiving the best care possible. Ask questions that'll help you determine whether or not you need to make changes in your coverage. Um, so really, in the end, there's three key steps to choose the best care. You want to know your needs. You want to determine what's important to you. And are you getting what you need with your current doctor and your current health plan? And then explore your choices. Do you need coverage that provides things like dental, vision, hearing? You know, what is important to you? And then review those choices. And like we spoke about as well, just finding one of those licensed uh, insurance agents, and they can help you through all of these different plan options. And then you can go ahead and choose your plan and sign up for it. So if you do have questions about Medicare and annual open enrollment, you can call 
802-1784 to speak with one of those licensed insurance agents. Or you can always visit optum.com slash AEP24CO for more information. You've been listening to The Veterans Voice, presented by USAA. Veterans Voice is a service of Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center and originates from the Optum Podcast Studio located on the Mount Carmel Veterans Service Center campus in Colorado Springs, Colorado. The podcast channel is provided by Medicare Mentors. Computing Power is provided by Technology Partner Colorado Computer Support. Additional funding is provided by Supporting Partner The Wire Nut Home Services. Veterans Voice airs on flagship station KRDL News Radio Sundays at 7.30 a.m. The podcast publishes Saturday at 8 a.m. and is available on all your favorite podcast apps. This message is from the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. Veterans, Be wary of those who may try to exploit you for financial gain. Report suspected fraud at va.gov slash oig slash hotline.